Welcome, welcome, welcome to another fantastic episode of My Orgasmic Life. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Gaia Morissette, your holistic sexual wellness, your BDSM wellness, and your trauma recovery specialist, as well as your pro-dominatrix. <laughs> All right, so I have an interesting show for you today that was inspired by my sponsor, Tickle.Life. I was writing an article for them um, this morning around sex, ethics, and morality. And as I was writing this fantastic article, I was like, you know what? This will make a fantastic show. It needs to also be a show. <laughs> Not just a great article, but a show. So that's what we're going to talk about. But before we get into um, this potentially very uncomfortable, very controversial um, conversation, and could be potentially quite triggering, actually, um, I need to define what when I say sex, when I say ethics, and when I say morality, which each one of those means so that we're all on the same page, okay? So when I use the word sex, sex is defined by me as any sexual activity that creates um, either sexual arousal, uh, sexual gratification, um, sexual desire that may lead to or may not lead to uh, orgasmic release. So that covers the whole gamut from anywhere from kissing to swinging from the chandeliers <laughs> and everything in between that, okay? So when I talk about sex, that's how I define it. When I talk about ethics, ethics is doing no harm, moving from a place of doing no harm to yourself or others with intention. And we'll dive into some of those concepts later, what that means, okay? So when I say ethics, that's what I'm talking about. Doing, moving from a place of doing no harm to yourself or others, physically, emotionally, and psychologically. And then the third word that we're going to explore today is morality. And so morality, everybody who's watching and listening and all the love and all the, you know, wonderful support. So morality is beliefs. How do I want to put this? Okay. So morality is beliefs and concepts and judgments and thoughts that are externally influenced by society, parental, um, culture, culture, society, and parental influence of what determines what is right or wrong or good or bad. Okay, so let's do that again. So morality is your thoughts, your beliefs, and your, your thoughts, your beliefs, yeah, your thoughts and your beliefs and your judgments about what is good or bad, right or wrong, from an external influence of culture, society, and parental influence, okay? All right, so now that we have our definitions, and if you're like just joining me and you're like, what is going on right now? Uh, Rewatch it from the beginning because it's super important <laughs> so that you're in the know of this conversation. All right, so sex. So let's talk about morality. Morality is the number one reason why people come see me because morality is the number one reason why we do not have a happy, healthy sex life. A happy, healthy, well, not just in the bedroom, but all across the board. 
because morality is ever changing. There is no way to really truly, when you look at it from that place of our right or wrong, good or bad, which is determined by our culture, determined by our society, and determined by our parental experiences, there's no way of actually achieving or being successful from that place of morality. So morality has no room in sexuality. We want to grab morality and throw that shit out the window. That's all about judgment, 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 judgment. External judgments about good or bad, right or wrong. And again, there's so much influence in what makes up those mor morals or morality based on religion, your geology, um, like not geology, uh, I'm having a brain fart. I'll come back to it. <laughs> so we have our religions, um, our age, our, like it's fluid. Our age is a factor. Our um, historical throughout time is a factor of what is morally acceptable, not morally acceptable, especially when it comes to sex and sexuality. Um, where we're located in the world. So, you know, where we're located, our religion, our parental, like there's so many variables and not one of those variables are consistent across the board. So for me, what those influences are for me is different from what those influences are for you and which are different from what those influences are, are for somebody else. And so what happens is, is that I, not only is it the influence of what's good or bad, right or wrong, but it's also what that means about the person. So this is the other part about where morality really fucks shit up is because we, not only is it a behavior or thought or an action, but it also is attached to the judgment of who you are. So if X is considered bad and you desire X, therefore that means you're bad. And so a lot of the shame, the guilt, the issues, the problems that people come see me on a daily basis for is because we are moving with morality instead of moving from a place of ethics. So let's grab morality and throw that shit out the window. <laughs> Time for that shit to go. It's neither good or bad, right or wrong. It's about moving in. Does this serve me and the life that I want to have? Does this do no harm to me emotionally, psychologically, and uh, physically? Does this do no harm to others emotionally, psychologically, and physically? That's where we want to lean into. That's where we want it when, we come, when it comes to sexuality and sexual desires and sexual exploration. So let's all take a moment here. And what would it feel like if we let go of all of the judgments that are attached to morality? And we threw that out the window. And now we moved into this place of, oh, it's not right or wrong, good or bad. I'm not right or wrong or good or bad. It's like, does this serve me? Does this not serve me? Does this support my life? Does this not support my life? Well, a lot of shifts starts to happen. Freedom, self-acceptance. 
we let go of the shame, we let go of the guilt, we let go of the self-loathing, we let go of the self-hatred, we let go of all of a sudden our issues around, you know, our penis issues start to, you know, go away. Um, you know, our ability to experience pleasure and orgasmic possibilities opens up. Like everything changes when we stop making it right or wrong, good or bad, which is quite spectacular. And a lot of the work that I do with my clients, that's what we do. Now, creating your, as I like to call it, your code, your, what is it? Your ethical code of conduct, cond blah, blah, your ethical code of conduct. And this ethical code of conduct is the, your, your compass in which you move and how you figure out and determine what, when I say that statement, do no harm to yourself or others, physically, emotionally, and psychologically, this is where you get to determine what that looks like for you. Because this is the other beautiful thing about when we create our code of conduct, <laughs> our ethical code of conduct, it's, it's personal. It's our own determination. It's based on our own internal needs, not external acceptance or denial. So take a moment and be like, huh, that fascinating. All right, so we got now, now we got this concept of, okay, well, that's great. So let's talk about harm because this is also another piece of the puzzle because what I define as harm and what you define as harm are two different things. So now that we have, you know, and again, creating your ethical code of conduct is a lot of layers. There's a lot of steps. There's a lot of moving parts. We're moving out of that place of morality and we're moving into a place of ethics and we're, you know, basically peeling back the layers of years of morality programming and we are, you know, untangling all of the shit that says we're bad and wrong and dirty and we should feel awful about who we are. So like there's some, it's, it's, it's not easy and it can be quite overwhelming at first. So that's, that would be a great time to reach out and contact me <laughs> so I can help you navigate that. Okay. All right. So Let's talk about harm. Here's a great example in, 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 in relation to sex. So spanking is a great one of like, let's, diet, let's, let's use this as an example. So for one person who loves being spanked and loves spanking others, in order for it to fall into the category of their code of ethical their ethical code of conduct, in order for it to fall into the ethical department, there's a couple of variables that need to be in place so that there's no doing no harm to themselves or others. One is making sure that there's safe words, that is done safely. Two, everybody who's involved is, in real, is consensual and is really excited to be there and is communicated what their needs are, okay? So therefore, spanking is doing no harm as long as those caveats are put into place. Somebody else who very much um, does not like pain during sex or any pain in relation to sexuality or punishment related to sexuality, for them, spanking would be seen as harmful for them or harmful for others. Now, 
is either one right? Is either one wrong? No. Both of them know what works for them and what doesn't work for them. And so if they were to engage with each other and were to impose their beliefs onto each other, therefore we would be then imposing and not doing harm, psychological harm and potentially emotional harm and potentially physical harm, depending on who's what's happening um, to themselves or to others. And so this is a really important piece of the puzzle, which is that we need to know what those things are for us. What, what do we define as harm? What is our ethical code of conduct? So that, and we wanna make sure that we have conversations. So before I engage in sexual activity with anybody, or you, this is what you want to be your new standard, before you engage sexually with anybody, you wanna make sure that your code of conduct and their ethical code of conduct, and what it means to do no harm to themselves and others, is on the same page, that you're the same people. So the person who enjoys spanking needs to be with other people that enjoy spanking. And the person who's not into spanking needs to be with people who are not into spanking. This, this is not, neither one of them is right, neither one of them is wrong. It's about making sure that there is a good fit so that you're not doing harm to yourself or others. And that whole piece of consensual adult, and I think that's the big part of this process is that when you're going through this process, you really want to look at, okay, you know, is this physically, emotionally, or psychologically going to harm me? Does this support the life that I want to lead? So for example, my ethical code of conduct and how I define, personally define harm is, does this serve the life that I want to have? Does this support this? And everything I do, I ask, it doesn't matter whether we're talking about sex, we're talking about health, we're talking about relationships, we're talking about business, it doesn't matter. All of these things for me, I go through this process and I ask and I put it towards, does this support the life that I want to lead? The life that I want to lead is this. I am happy, I am healthy, I am wealthy, and I am horny. <laughs> Does it support those four things? If it supports those four things, fantastic. If it doesn't support those four things and it's not serving me being in that adventure of happy, healthy, wealthy, and horny, then it doesn't support the life that I want to lead. And then I can modify and change how I want to behave. All right. So these are these concepts of that I want you to start looking at when it comes to not just sex but your whole life but in particular let's just lean into the sex part when we start to look at it from that perspective no one is right no one is wrong no one is good no one is bad it's a whether it's serving you or not serving you supporting your life or not supporting your life is it doing harm or not doing harm and therefore, what that does is it gives you freedom. First of all, it gives you the freedom to let go of all the shit, all the shame that was superimposed by society, by morality, by all these other influences. It releases you from all of that and it gives the space and it helps you to become the person that you want to be, not the person both sexually and non-sexually that you desire to be, who you really are. You stop hating who you are. You stop loathing who you are. You are just perfect as you are. 
And whatever your sexual desires and however you form as and develop as a sexual being is perfect as you are. Some of those behaviors. So, okay, so I need to just take a moment to talk about some behaviors of how we express or what we, uh, yeah, how we express it may not be serving you, meaning it is not supporting a health, your healthy best version of who you are sexually. It doesn't make those desires and those wants bad, wrong, or dirty. It just means that how you're navigating that, how you're moving with that may not be serving you in your best interest. And so this is an important piece of, you know, reclaiming your sexuality is not about making your sexual desires wrong or good or right. It's just about how can I move in a way that supports the life that I want to be? How can I move with this desire and have this desire and this want and this fantasy of who I am as a sexual being in a way that supports the life that I want to lead. So am I doing things that make me feel icky? Am I doing things that make other people feel icky? Um, you know, do I carry shame? Am I doing harm to my physical body? Am I doing harm to my emotional being? Am I doing harm? Am I in a Am I having inabilities? Is it affecting my relationships with people? These are the things that you want to look at these behaviors, not the desire itself, but the behaviors of how we express it may not be serving you. And if you see, that's a very different place. There's no judgment in that. So a tool I want you to leave, I'm going to leave you with is I want you to take a moment and to think about a desire that you have, a shame that, that you that there's some sh shame attached to. And I want you to ask yourself this couple of questions. Do I feel that I am bad or wrong because I have this desire? Okay? That's the first layer. The second layer, the second thing I want you to look at is if the answer is yes, which most likely it is because that's why you're carrying the shame around, um, you're going to ask yourself, when, where, and who taught me that? So you can take it from being an internal experience and understanding that this is somebody else's morality, this is an external influence, okay? So you're gonna put it where it belongs, which is not inside you, but externally, and give it some space. Then you're gonna grab that, and you're gonna like throw it out the window. You're gonna like visualize, grab it, throw it out the window, flush it down the toilet. You know, those are two really good visuals, okay? And then I want you to lean into Okay, well, what if this is not right or wrong? This desire is neither right or wrong. But for me to ask myself, is this desire and how I want, how I am expressing it or how I want to express it, is this supporting me? Is this serving me? Is this doing harm to myself or others? The behaviors and the ways that I express it. Then the last step is I want you to then create 
um, brain, do take a moment and write down as many possibilities as ways in which you could express this sexual desire that you have, experience it, express it, explore it, in as many possibilities where there was doing no harm to you or any consensual adults. And create all the variables and all the possibilities. This will help to reframe it from being you're bad, wrong, and dirty. <laughs> and this will start to change how you look at things and how you experience things, and maybe even how you start to explore and express things in your desires. And you can feel good about who you are and sexually free and liberated. All right? If you need any support, any help in this department, I'm your girl. <laughs> this is what I do. All right. Um, and you can find me at succulentliving.com. You can also find me for all of, if you want to explore BDSM, for all your BDSM needs and education, you can find me at empressgaia.com. Um, this episode was brought to you and sponsored by Tickle.life for all of your sexual wellness needs and education. And um, if you, you know, make sure that you follow me on so that you, you know, I now have an app. My Orgasmic Life now has its own app that you can download from Google Play Store. Again, it's called My Orgasmic Life so that you never miss a show. You never miss an episode. Um, or you can find me on all of the platforms, um, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio. Apple, all the platforms, and you can also find it on my website at succulentliving.com. All right. Until next time, I lovingly give you permission to let go of morality, to release other people from their morality, and to let go of all things that are judgmental around morality in sex and sexuality, and embrace ethics and doing no harm to yourself or others. Mwah. Love you. Until next time. Bye-bye.